0: You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive Geraldine Teglov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how to to create your amazing life.
1: Welcome everyone to Geraldine Teglov Live. Yes, I'm Geraldine and I'm so excited about today's show. But before I get carried away with the second in a series devoted to finding your unique giftedness, I just want to say a very belated Happy Mother's Day to all our listeners who are mums and grandmoms and aunties and whoever, regardless of the form your mothering takes. Uh, there are a million ways that we can love, nurture, And guide those around us. And I think these three words define the heart of a mother. I do hope you all had a wonderful weekend, regardless of where your children may be. And I always like to remind mums who may be having a bit of a tough time with children, that these same children chose you to be their mum. No one else, just you. So regardless of how things are going or not going, your child has a journey to travel in this lifetime and you are obviously crucial to that journey. So hold them close in your heart and smile a little smile knowing that you have provided your children with a way to experience another fabulous lifetime. Yes, because of you, they get to grow and become in amazing ways. So, big cheers, pat on the back, and huge hugs to every single one of you. So, now let's get on with my exciting news about today's show. I have two beautiful guests to chat with for the next hour Alyssa Plumridge and Sherry Sincotta. Yes. I know I don't have a great number of guests on the show, but when I do, well, you can be assured that they have something very special and important to share. These two amazing young women have really grabbed hold of life with both hands and are helping our planet to make its shift into our new golden age. How? How? by living their unique giftedness in fabulous ways. And as you know, this series is all about finding our one-of-a-kind brilliance and then stepping into it with both feet so as to love what you do and do what you love. And these two young women have an inspiring journey to share and an absolute wealth of wisdom that can truly help you set your world alight. So let's get them on. Are you there, Alyssa and Sherry?
2: Yes. Hello, Geraldine. Hello, we are.
1: Geraldine. <laughs> Great to have you here today, girls. Uh, I've got lots of questions for you, so I hope you've had your week, Bix. Yes, we <laughs> have. We have. <laughs> just to explain to those who are not Australian, <laughs> Weet-Bix is the cereal of champions. You know, uh, every little Aussie kid is raised on Wheat bix at some point in time, although things might have changed. I'm not sure. So, girls, just before we begin chatting, I, I hope you don't mind if I share with the listeners a little bit about you. Is that okay? That's yes. perfectly okay. And we won't be able to see you blushing, so that's good. No. I'm going to start with Sherry. Um, With the wisdom and experience of over 25 years teaching, Sherry's specialty and passion lies wholeheartedly in autism education and mentoring. This gives us all a little clue as to what we're going to talk about. Her approach is extremely practical and down-to-earth, and her expertise is sought by professionals, families, and community groups alike. A true testament to her comprehensive knowledge and skills, Sherry's practical insights are drawn not only from her extensive work in ASD, but also from her invaluable experience of parenting three children on the autism spectrum. Sherry is a true gem in her advocacy and support of people on the spectrum. And Alyssa, and a little secret here, Alyssa's one of our beautiful daughters. So... Uh, mind you, sometimes I think Sherry's just an extra added-on daughter as well, because these two just come as a package in business. Alyssa, combining her skills and competence as a professional educator with her own personal life experiences of living ASD, Asperger's, and the parenting of children on the spectrum, Alyssa is afforded full credibility as an expert in her field. Her passion is in the ongoing development of program and supports for people with social, communication and emotional challenges, specifically autism spectrum. And her distinctive approach has seen increasing demand on her expertise as a professional consultant and workshop presentation, or presenter, I should say. Alyssa's work is naturally infused with her own insight, compassion and understanding which comes instinctively through teaching what she lives. Wow, are we in good hands today. So any mums out there who are uh, parenting beautiful children on the autism spectrum, this is a show you really need to hear. But it's also a show That anybody who's aspiring to step into their unique giftedness really needs to grab hold of. Okay, girls, can I start with the questions?
2: Wow, you made us sound a little more interesting (laughs) than what we are, really.
1: (laughs) They're
3: two mums, mums,
1: yes. Two mums, (laughs) but oh what amazing mums you are. So I'd like to hear a little bit more of your story. So who'd like to go first?
3: Well, I will, Geraldine, Sherry.
1: Okay, Um, Sherry. Fabulous.
3: So as Geraldine already had mentioned, I've actually um, had 25 years' experience as a teacher. But until recently, I decided to make a big leap of faith into now what I know is my calling. Um. Also, she mentioned that I'm a mother to three beautiful um, children or teenagers now who happen to be autistic. Uh, The two older ones have Asperger's and the youngest teen is autistic and nonverbal. My life has taken some pretty massive dips and turns, but the experiences that I've actually had have contributed to what I am and where I am today. So that's a little bit about my
1: story. Fantastic, Sherry. Wow. I mean, truly. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll probably talk about this later on, but uh, it's so obvious that, you know, we can hear um, professionals and, and experts in the field talk about this, but I think we all really want to hear from those who are living the experience because that's the greatest teacher of all, I'm sure. Liz, what about you, what, your story?
2: Well, when, I, when people ask me about myself and who I am, I tend to fall back to the basics a little bit, I suppose. I, I look at myself as just really a woman who's trying to find her way through life. Um, I'm a mum of two beautiful children, uh, 14 and, a, and an 11-year-old. Uh, I'm a wife to my um, fabulous husband of nearly oh, 19 years now, going on 20, 20 years next April. Um, I'm, I also kind of think I'm, you know, just a daughter. I'm a friend to some people. I'm a teacher always in my heart. I think I've always been a teacher and I think that's something that I always will be. Uh, a little more about me probably off to the side as I really love my early mornings in the garden and I love writing and that's probably part of who I am and um, how I find my
1: own my own space in the world that I'm in as well fantastic and and as a child an incredibly um, or should I say loved reading did you not
2: I, I <laughs> am a
1: reader I am Is Yes, I remember as a child, Alyssa hopping into the back of the car, and we had to drive from Melbourne to Sydney, and which is about a nine-hour drive, and she just read the whole way. We didn't hear peep out of her. I mean, the perfect child in the back seat of the car. Little did we know then what we know now. Okay, girls, so... It's lovely to hear a little of your story, uh, and I know there's so much more to it than what you've shared with us right now. And um, it, it just, uh, I guess, tells me that uh, if you have now really stepped into this in such a big way, and I know you have, that uh, there must have been quite a lead-up to making, as Sherry described, that leap of faith and jumping into what she knew was really in her heart and what she was here to do, I guess, and meant to do with her life. And so uh, we're coming up to break very shortly. I would really like to go into this in so much more detail because I think for all of us, if we're struggling to find that unique gift, sometimes it's really just staring us in the face. Would you agree, girls?
2: Absolutely. Totally just staring us in the face. Uh, And it was probably only, well, for me, myself, a few years ago now when uh, living the life that I had and only really discovering what was me when I my children when I discovered who the essence of my children were and then from there discovered more about myself and still was hiding somewhat from the idea of of embracing who I was in terms of the autism
1: yeah Um, and And that does take, you know, a big leap of faith. So after the break, we're going to jump straight into, um, you know, understanding how the girls truly discovered uh, that uniqueness and how they were going to share that uniqueness with the world. So don't go away, anyone. (laughs) I mean, this is amazing uh, stories here and they're going to share with you what triggered that jump into their unique gift and what enabled them to step into the world the great big, wide world
0: best-selling author musician and life coach geraldine Teglove will return after this short break
1: Find out more at www.joycebufordempowers.com or by calling 903 287
0: 0747.
5: It's Marching heard. An article in Mental Floss magazine listed some actual town names in the United Kingdom that are sure to bring a chuckle to American tourists. Would you like to live in the village of Upton Snodsbury? It's near North Piddle. How about Picklechurch in lovely South Gloucestershire? Or Barton and the Beans in Curry Mallet? How about a vacation in Mudford Sock? Or Puddletown, an adorably named spot in Dorset? But my favorite town is found in Buckinghamshire. It's called Blubber Houses. I'd like to send a big thank you to all of the brave men and women of our armed forces serving at home and abroad. We appreciate all the good you do in the world on behalf of America. It's you I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Word.
0: Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov.
1: Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live, and today we are enjoying the second in a series of five shows on rediscovering your unique giftedness and living it. You know, for the most part, we just simply go through life doing what needs to be done to take care of ourselves and our families and work, etc., etc., but... Just imagine if we all decided to rediscover our one-of-a-kind brilliance and begin to live it. Wow, what an amazing world it would be. And I'm sure this is what we're all being asked to do in our beautiful new golden age which is upon us. Today I'm chatting with Elissa and Sherry who've actually taken this step. Or maybe it would be better described as taking that leap of faith into living from the heart rather than from the head so girls uh, we've heard a little bit of your story I'd really love to jump into now to um, because I'm sure a lot of listeners are wanting to know well how how did you actually know when the time was when the time was right what were the triggers in making the decision to actually follow your heart.
3: Uh, shit. Sherry, do you want to go first? I can go first. (laughs)
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) Um, Well, well, firstly, and I think most importantly, it was that need to share with others what I had learned about autism um, from the real-life perspective so that people could understand what it was like for my children to have to work out the world around them. Um, So that was a really important trigger for me. Um, I think, in addition, was also... That oh, misunderstanding or misconception about how people who are on that higher end of the autism spectrum who weren't so obviously obviously autistic, um, what actually really goes on for them behind the scenes is incredibly overwhelming and exhausting for them. And I, I just had that desire to share or wanted to share that understanding with other people.
1: And a lot of people don't get that understanding. They, you know, you can read so much in books and and whatever, but I know you two do amazing workshops and things, and I'm sure people really then get such a, a deeper understanding of of what happens on a day to day basis. What were the triggers for you, Alyssa? Well, actually, if
2: I can, just touching back on what we we were talking about before the break, and it it did take me some time to be able to embrace really who I was. And it was when I got to that point where I could see finally that the potential positives of it would outweigh the fear of staying as I was and almost hidden from myself, I suppose, and when I could see that my children needed me to really be who I was, the challenges that my children were facing in life were one of the biggest triggers in terms of pushing me out into really embracing it. And what I could see also in the young people around me who I was working with, being a teacher at the time and working with groups of young people in a whole lot of different settings, and I wanted to be able to offer value uh, from my own experiences and also to help the world, like Sherry, understand more about supporting those of us on the spectrum.
1: Yeah, and, and it's it, – uh, well, you know, speaking from being the mother point of view, it was um, – I guess uh, we knew that Alyssa – there was differences around Alyssa – of course we didn't have the knowledge and expertise then, and we still you know we're still growing with that every day to learn how uh, a person on the spectrum ticks so to speak and and what's involved um, but yes i I um, think stepping into it though must have been a huge step for both of you to embrace that and really um without fear because obviously you were leaving um good working positions behind with good money were you not
3: we were we did we
2: were (laughs) and it was the security of of going to work every day and doing the work um but really i think knowing that there was still something more where we could be offering value to the world and that's That's what pushed us both, probably. Am I right,
3: Sherry? Absolutely. And I think Mm. where we are now, there's such a satisfying, overwhelming feeling within the two of us of what we're doing now is making such a difference. And it really is our calling. It was it's just amazing how it's all turned out.
1: From a practical point of view, how long – and this is what people will want to know <laughs> because it's always that big step out of the, the uh, what could we call normal workforce into what our calling is or sometimes it's a, it's a retweaking of what we're already doing but it still takes that step. How long was it between the time of making that decision and actually get up, getting up and running?
2: There were probably quite a few years there, actually. Uh, yeah. Sherry and I first met, was it around? I don't know,
3: eight I don't or nine years. Eight or nine years
2: ago now. Really?
5: Um, wow. We did.
2: We did. And instantly connected uh, and our friendship grew from there. Yeah. And for a long time, we both knew that there was something more. We were waiting for Sherry to finish
3: and study. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. but we had we had talked about how what we could do to make a difference um, for a long time before that. And And even in some of the volunteer work that we were doing, we were coordinating our own little workshops to help support parents along the way. And even back then, I think we we
1: probably knew, Where we were headed.
3: Where we were heading.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm sure you did. So when you, um, I guess what I'd love to know too is that when you finally took that step, um, so did you still work part-time in your old positions? Uh, It's because people, you know, it's always that scary part of of stepping out of having that paycheck come in every week or every fortnight or whatever it is, to actually relying totally on then what your your new uh, occupation is going to be. Was there a time when you worked part time and did this as well, or how did you go about that, girls?
3: Yes, well, we did. Um, we we I I continued to work part time in the education department for another 12 months uh, after we started up our, our little company. Yes. Um, and I, I
2: probably worked for a little longer. Um, for me, it was also hard to let go of the young people that I was working with in my other role. Um, so I probably held on for a little longer in, in my other work that I was doing at the time as well. And I was also working with some beautiful parents at the time, so it was a bit tricky to, to let go of that as well. But um, eventually the tipping point came, I suppose, and, um, which, which threw
1: us into where we are now. Yes, you make that final move.
4: Yes. So
1: what have been some of the outcomes from a personal point of view, Sherry? Well, I, I think that the work,
3: what I found is that the work that Alyssa and I do is just an extension of the lives that we already live. Um, and it gives us the opportunity to share this knowledge with, with others. And it's a really rewarding and satisfying experience, I think. Yes. Mm, um, our, our company really was launched out of our desire to help educate the world.
1: Uh, little by little. Yes, <laughs> yes. We are achieving our goal. <laughs> Fantastic. And what about you, Alyssa? What have been the outcomes from your personal point of view?
2: Probably the sense of connection still with the people who we support, because our work really is all about educating. Whether it's through the workshops that we that we present, or whether it's through the programs that we run. Um, or have available, or whether it is still with the, the one-to-one work that we do, I suppose, in the grassroots, still on the ground with, with people who need that little bit of support um, from us. And I, prob- I think probably that's, for me, the biggest outcome from that personal point of view is, is that sense of connection and knowing that the young people that we work with and support, that we understand
1: them as who they are. Yes, and I'm sure there's that silent communication that goes on between you when they, uh, because uh, I'm sure on the spectrum and we're seeing a lot more children coming into our planet uh, who are on the spectrum and these beautiful souls, uh, and I'm sure the girls will tell you more about this, uh, they don't need to be cured, they just need to be understood and loved because I know from a spiritual point of view, they communicate a great deals or a great deal of knowledge and wisdom through um, telepathic means. So I'm sure you both will see lights turn on and smiles on people's faces that they've never been able to experience before. Mm-hmm. Yes, Yeah, and in your uh, workshops and things, I'm sure there must be those moments where people just want to run up and hug you. (laughs) It's it's the aha
2: moments that we love the most. Yes. We really do when we see, particularly, and we do a lot of our work is around acceptance and working with autism, not working against it, but working with it and alongside Mm -hmm. it and embracing it to make the most of it. And the aha moments that we get from from the people that we work with really are just beautiful.
1: Yes. So I'm guessing that those eight or nine years where the two of you uh, kind of put this idea together, so to speak, was a time for you to actually embrace uh, your own um, journey and who you were because until you do that, it's a bit difficult to share it with the world. Would that be right? Yes, for sure, for sure. Yes. So um, we're coming up to another break, everyone. And so after the break, I've got some more questions to ask the girls, particularly about their methods of working with people on the spectrum and and particular working with people who have Asperger's and what makes their ideas and methods unique to whatever else is out there in the world. And um, I think you will just love the responses that they give. So this really is proving to us all that we can all, it may take a little time, but we can all step into that unique giftedness and share it with the world to make the world such a more beautiful place.
0: best-selling author musician and life coach geraldine tegelov will return after this short break
5: The Gabrielunsi bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado? The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge, looking for anything it could eat. What's a word for food that's unfit for human consumption? Ma wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's a word for the fear of bears? Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray on myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods.
0: It's marching
5: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your Words You Never Heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: It's marching
5: It's a good idea to marry someone just as smart as you, if not smarter, because according to studies, you'll have a built-in brain booster sitting right across the breakfast table. Scientists discovered that after 14 years together, the spouse with a better grasp of verbal meanings and word fluency had pulled their lower-functioning partner up to their level. So what's another word for a marriage between well-matched persons? Nomogamosis. As opposed to a marriage in which persons are grossly incompatible, heterogamosis A kiss at least once a day can trigger the release of the bonding hormone oxytocin and lowers the level of the stress hormone cortisol. What's another name for kissing with your eyes closed? Tiflabasia. It's
0: words you
5: never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov.
1: You are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. And if you have just joined us, we're chatting about rediscovering your unique giftedness and actually living it. This is the second in a series of five shows. Maybe it's time for you to do just that. As we are learning from our delightful guests, Alyssa and Sherry, it does take enormous courage and a huge leap of faith. But the truth is, once you make the decision, the magic happens. Now, if you'd like to listen to the complete show and heaps of others, then you can download them for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelove Live under podcasts. Or you can come here to Toginet, T O G I N E T dot com, and uh, listen or download from my show page. And you can also find them at my website at geraldintegelove dot com. And Tegelove is spelled T E G G E L O V E dot com. A bit of a tricky one, (laughs) but it ends in love, so that's good too. (laughs) Okay, Alyssa and Sherry, we've talked about before the break, we were talking about the outcomes from a personal point of view. But as autism spectrum experts, what is it that makes your ideas and methods? Unique to what other people are doing out there?
2: Well, I suppose the big thing is that we approach from an autistic perspective so that really everything we do, we approach it from the angle of either, well, from my point of view, how does this make me feel? Or for both of us, how would it make our children or other people on the spectrum feel? So it then comes down to, How can support be offered in a way that makes us feel valued as we are and that embraces the idea that it's perfectly okay to be just who we are?
1: What a wonderful way to look at it. And I guess uh, I would be right in in presuming that when you're writing your courses and things that you actually look at it from the inside out. (laughs) Would that be a way of putting it? Absolutely, Geraldine, and I think
3: too that everything that we do and talk about, from our perspective, we've actually tried and tested it, and when we discuss within our workshops uh, the theories around autism, we're also able to provide those real-life experiences to support our discussions. Um, so I think in, that, in terms of that, we have a unique edge where people who come to listen to us love to hear about our real-life experiences because they're able to connect with us and then also feel safe about sharing their experiences.
1: Yes, and that safe, feeling safe would be, I would imagine, would be so important because, well, let's face it, we all want to feel safe in a, when we're sharing uh, that special part of us and, and perhaps uh, am I right in thinking too that you girls – give people that, uh, give people permission to share their story and to know that there is somebody standing in front of them who actually understand what they're trying to express, which quite often can't be expressed in words? Very
2: much so. And I think we are, to us, it's very important to have safe spaces around that as well, of, of being really who you are.
1: Yeah, so so from both of your points of view, I take it that you don't see um, per, children or children, adults, whoever on the spectrum, they don't need to be cured? No. No, we're not brave. <laughs> That's a definite no, I hear, we're coming on the airwaves.
2: That's a no all around. In fact, I think Sher- Sherry has a really, I suppose... You had an
3: aha moment with your youngest a few years ago, didn't you, around? I did and I think with with my youngest child uh, for a long time um, it, it was challenging for both him and myself and I think as a parent just navigating the world for myself but but supporting him was uh, was a challenge um but once once I realized and accepted that this is how it is and to embrace who he was or is um then he could he had the permission to be himself and I think with his Outlook on life, and he's he really blossomed. He did blossom. He blossomed, and for him, he feels more comfortable in the world around him. And obviously, the acceptance by other people is a is a huge thing too.
2: And he's yes. still
3: he's still nonverbal,
2: but his communication from well, this is you know from yes from what I know even around him is yes. is incredible just in that idea of being accepted as who he is yes
1: Mm. and we all need to be uh, able to happily and uh, feel safe and secure in living our authentic self and not having to live up to other people's expectations and as I said these uh, these children or adults they um, have this amazing um, consciousness that we don't quite understand yet. Uh, and from my point of view as a spiritual teacher, it's, uh, we're trying to turn them into what we consider normal when actually they've come here to the planet to do amazing things and to lift the consciousness. Because if they're allowed to live who they truly are, then they're naturally living in happiness and uh, and creating this beautiful, uplifting consciousness for the whole planet. So, yeah, we need to allow them to be who they are when you work with people, though, girls, do, does your advice and strategies work for anyone? Pretty much, yes. Although we do say for, for it to work,
2: whoever's working with us, they need to be willing and open to diversity and they have to be open to supporting a person without wanting to change them. That's really the only thing that will create any barrier to the strategies that, that we run with really it's all around having an approach and an attitude of acceptance and it's not about just acceptance when we talk about that it's not just about leaving things as they are but it's about working with who the person is what they want out of life and then how can we support them to be the best versions of themselves their own uniqueness I suppose
1: that's that's amazing and that certainly is a unique way of approaching it because you know, we're so, most of us are so determined to make it better in our way rather than allowing uh, the person to discover that for themselves. Yes, and to
2: support them. And we do, um, I suppose, all of our work is around working alongside the characteristics of autism and really embracing those and using them as strengths in whatever strategies and ideas that we promote and and put into place with people who we support.
1: Well, I can see, girls, another radio interview coming up because, you know, I'm sure we're all dying to know the strategies and, and ideas that you have around this and uh, how you help people. But I guess we'll have to leave that for another time because that'll be a whole show in itself, would it not?
2: It probably would be, or two or three. <laughs> or two or three.
1: Okay. Um, but later on in the show, we'll let you know where you can actually connect to these two gorgeous girls and um, how you can connect to what they have to offer to help you if you are or on the autism spectrum yourself or working with children who have this. And uh, interesting girls, just as a little aside, that now they're, I guess in, well, in Victoria anyway, they're making it mandatory that teachers at least have some education on this subject. Is that helping or not so much?
2: Anything, any step forward is a good step forward, a good step forward. We have some really beautiful teachers who we work with. And for us, it's really lovely to see that dedication in wanting to make make their learning spaces positive learning spaces. And that's a really great thing. And accommodating all needs, all differences. So the more that can stretch across the education system, then the better that will be
1: yes yeah and i suppose we have to be a little bit patient for even though we want it all to happen now don't we we do we do one day at a time <laughs> and i'm sure you've both had to learn patience would that be one of your big learning curves for this lifetime probably one of our very big learning curves. absolutely <laughs> but that's good Yes, but aren't uh, your children so lucky to have you both? It's just fabulous. Um, I'd really like to go on to, uh, if you could possibly, and and I realise that you can't, you know, share names or anything like that, and we quite understand that. But you know, for all those people out there listening. Um, and I guess listening to you thinking, well, yes, these two have done it, but um, I'm not sure that I can do it, is there some little piece of advice that you can, very quickly, because we're coming into break again, as to help them make that final jump into living that unique gift that they have? Uh, I think you need to be real. Because I think if you
2: hide from being real, you're only hurting yourself in the long run. I don't know if that answers the question for you, but that's probably
1: the best advice that I can give anyway. I think that's a fabulous answer because real is being who you are and living that to the, uh, you know, living from your heart space, Um, saying to yourself, well, am I, prepared to just live from day to day or paycheck to paycheck or do I want to be real and make a difference in this world in Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if that difference is as I often say you know a tiny ripple or a great big splash Um, it it just means that you are and to help yourself really because you're vibrating at a whole different energetic level and that vibrates out into this universe, and it not only helps you, but it helps so many others. But after the break, we're going to learn a whole lot more from Sherry and Alyssa. So hang tight, everybody. We'll be back very
0: shortly. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break.
4: Ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self love and less self loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room. A place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: Looking at the labels on food to see the calorie count, sodium, fat, etc. is a good thing and will help you make smart choices when buying food. But be sure to pay attention to the serving size. Oreo cookies have only 160 calories per serving, but a serving is only three cookies, not six cookies like most people eat. Canned soups, cereals, and cooking sprays are all tricky when trying to watch calorie and sodium intake. Coffee creamers are another overlooked source of fat and calories. Some list nutritional information based on a single teaspoon even though many people have much more. Fat-free creamers lead people to think they're only getting 10 calories when a two-tablespoon serving, a more realistic serving size, would add 50 calories. Be sure to look at serving size on the food labels. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov.
1: We are back and you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. Yes, you can rediscover your unique magnificence and live it. Uh, just as our two guests are proving today. Is it altogether easy? Absolutely not. But the benefits, well, as you heard from the girls, once you get into the flow, are amazing for yourself and for the world. And as I mentioned in one of the earlier segments, that our new golden age is asking us all to live an authentic life and be real, as Alyssa suggested. So this is really important. Girls, at this This part of the show goes really fast, so we're going to have to really get into the last few questions I have for you, if that's okay. Yeah, that's good. Good. So I'd really like to hear some real-life examples of how people have benefited from you embracing your unique gifts. Have you got some of those you could share with us, please?
3: Well, one thing um, that we find and that we're always blown away by is the feedback that we receive from people who come to our workshops. Um, It's not that we only share just the theory behind what we do, but also we teach from our hearts and we we provide examples or personal stories of our own. And people really love to hear that. and, and know that what we share
1: and teach is so very real. Yes. So um, would you have a couple of examples that you could share with us? Um, we probably have. Look, we've, we've recently been working
2: with a young person um, who is struggling to find – well, they're struggling to find their place in the world and probably – have been even struggling to find the right what, the right support systems for themselves in terms of who really has an understanding of what they need and how to get there. And we recently spoke with this person's um, parents who were quite um, forthcoming in saying that that this person really probably embraces the time that they have with us more than with other people and it's simply because, they say they get me. This person uh, says, "Sherry and Alyssa get me."
1: Isn't that fantastic? So, I take it this is uh, what's well, probably an ongoing story is having a really great outcome for this young person.
2: We're hoping. We're that, hoping. We're so. hoping that the outcome yeah. is going to be yes. that way.
1: What about adults? Do you work with adults as well?
2: We do. This is actually an adult that we're that I, I suppose we've been working with at the moment. So we work with people of all ages. Um,
1: yes, yeah. The little and, through to the biggies. Right. And all on uh, presenting uh, because I guess my limited understanding is everyone presents in a slightly different way?
2: Very much so. Everybody's different. Uh that's one thing about autism is that not everybody is the same. Uh and I guess it's really important for us that when we support those on this on the spectrum that we look at things from an individualized approach rather than just lumping it in as, well, this is what we'll do because you know, this is how, what the general support systems are.
3: And I think it also comes back to, Geraldine, we always ask the person themselves what is their why, what do they want out of life and where where do they want to head and then whatever we support them with, um, it goes along the lines of exactly that. We work with what they want out of life. Yeah, what their why is.
1: So obviously, the same as all of us, being listened to and heard, is a vital ingredient to their success. Very much so. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. And we all need that. Heavens above! If if no one's listening and uh, to and and talking over us or telling us what we need, rather than listening to what we're feeling and what. Will help create a better person is um, is just absolutely essential to everyone, let alone uh, people on the spectrum. And and I'm guessing they need it just a tad more because they've gone through most of their life to that point they with do. yeah with people That's- not listening. And very much uh, uh,
2: what well, we find within the, the autistic community is that it, it often it has been a lifelong experience of, of feeling like they're not heard and feeling like they have been um, people with the best of intentions trying to fix things or make things better. And all of a sudden when they get a voice and they are valued and heard, it, it makes an incredible difference to
1: their lives and to the attempts they have uh, and that just makes total sense um, we, you know, we really need to think about this and and uh if you have children on the spectrum or you are an adult uh, who has Asperger's i'm sure you're all nodding your heads <laughs> full on saying yes we understand we get it and it's important and and perhaps if you are a parent uh, listening in today um what would be the number one piece of advice you would want people to hear?
3: I think the it comes back to when you open your mind and adjust your mindset to take on a positive uh, attitude and approach um, in terms of the person on the autism spectrum, the payoff for them or for you is incredible because once... You accept who they are um, and work with their strengths and, and abilities, then you're going to experience a, a much happier and contented person as a result.
1: As and, and what about you, Alyssa?
3: Um,
2: yeah, I probably go alongside Sherry with that. It's really about focusing on a person's well-being and self-esteem while taking on that that approach of of not trying to change things. Uh, well sorry not try- not trying to change the person and take away from the essence of who the person is we work yes. them we're working with them to help them achieve success but success in their eyes and and success that's important for them and it really is about looking at at their
1: well-being and self-esteem above anything else mm-hmm. And uh, self-worth and self-esteem is such a big issue uh, throughout our whole population. Uh, We really need to all work on loving self enough to to be real, to be who we are and to step into that regardless of what everyone around us is trying to have us believe is best for us. Um, I did have a little question here, but we may have already covered it. If you had a secret to share, what would it be?
2: Yes, well, I think my secret really is about being real.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And Alyssa, a very personal question, but it might be interesting for those listening. How old were you when you um, really decided to... Embrace who you were and become real?
2: Well, I was 35 when I received my diagnosis of autism spectrum, and it, life probably fell apart a little bit at that time because all that I had built around me in my world as to what I thought it should be all of a sudden shattered because it wasn't anymore. But it gave me the opportunity to rebuild in terms of who I really was and it probably took a couple of years after that until I really stepped out and I suppose um, it's that coming out as autistic. Um, yeah, it was probably a couple of years after the diagnosis but it really for me it was about rebuilding who I was because I had spent so many years being somebody who I thought I had to
1: be. mm. Definitely. And Sherry, do you, your little secret? Well, I think I've already shared it, is oh And dear. that is just
4: to embrace,
3: embrace autism and accept people for who they are. Um,
1: Fantastic. Well done. And thank you, both of you. So... Big question, of course. Uh, Where can people find out more about you and how can they get in touch with you? Have you got a website or what do you do or offer? How how can we connect with you?
3: We We do do have a
2: website. We're speaking over each other here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
3: That's okay, girls, yeah. And, And on the website, you'll find all the information about who we are. Um, along with all of the programs and, and services that we provide.
1: So the website. The, yeah, the website is. I've got my pen, my pen ready. Yes. Lovely. WWW. Dot yeah. Yeah. Social.
2: So it's S O C I A L. Yeah. Skills. Programs. P R O G R A M S.
1: Now n o w dot com dot com. Okay, everybody. It's so a w- long one. <laughs> It's a yeah. long. That's okay. W w social skills programs. So skills is uh, social s o c i a l s k i l l s programs p r o g r a m s. Now, as in n o w dot com, and you can whiz by there straight after the show, and uh, connect with the girls. And, and we you... are,
2: we are yeah. on Facebook
1: and Twitter and
2: Instagram, and if you search "Creating Connections Australia," creating
1: c r e a t i n g connections c o n n e c t i o n s. Australia yes Um, so go to Facebook and connect with the girls as well there Um, they have a growing community a fast growing community so uh, it's worthwhile and you'll get lots of information there as well girls I want to thank you so much for being on the show today we are very quickly coming to a close Uh, I so appreciate having you here as guests, and believe me, this is not the last time. I really want to have you back so we can learn so much more about the autism spectrum. So thank you, heaps. Thank you for having us. Thank you so
3: much for having
1: us on. That is a pleasure. So don't forget, everyone, whiz-bye. Creative Connections Australia at Facebook and you'll find all the details there. In the meantime, I want to wish everyone amazing blessings of health and happiness. Have a a fantastic week, everyone. And I look forward to connecting again next week. Bye for now.